Good morning, and welcome to SisterCast. This is Piano Mom podcasting, not live from Northern Virginia, using Google Talk. We are SisterCast, reaching out to women across the world because we are sisters. Today we have two sisters here. Sabra, I'm so excited you're here. You were telling me you got a report from your county social services saying they can't provide services for your 10-year-old son. That's true. His IQ evaluations um, show his scores are too high. Although his adaptive behavior scores are within the range of mentally retarded, the communication scores are average, which puts his standard deviation too close to the norm. The um, intake person at the county suggested that I contact a pediatric developmental neurologist person. <laughs> and I hope that will help. Hopefully. So can you tell our listeners why you are seeking services? My son was born with a genetic abnormality, although that's not what we knew at first. Um, it is described as a terminal deletion on the short arm of the seventh chromosome. A mouthful. Yes, the problem is there are not enough children diagnosed with this abnormality to make it a significant field of study, so it doesn't have a name. It isn't a recognized syndrome. How did you find out what the problem was? We knew even before he was born there was something wrong. He was malnourished in utero because I probably had some kind of virus. Uh, the ultrasound showed there might be something wrong with his heart and liver. After he was born, both his heart and liver were fine, but he was small for gestational age and he suffered intrauterine growth retardation. He was a really sweet and happy baby, although he looked a little peculiar and he looked premature. Uh, we didn't know there was anything specific wrong with him until he got really sick and had to be hospitalized uh, for a bacterial infection. The physician who admitted him was a developmental pediatrician who told us he was significantly delayed and that after he got better, from this infection, we needed to bring him back for further evaluation. So all this time you've been taking him in for well baby checks, and he was small. I remember that he was a very small kid with no body fat, and that he always got cold really fast. Yes, and he got sick really easily. Mm -hmm. That's why he got this bacterial and infection. And yet nobody, none of these doctors had said anything about his development. The, uh, up to that point, we were only seeing a pediatrician, and he just didn't seem that unusual, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, he had lots of tests after that, including two genetic tests, and everything was inconclusive about what was wrong. We started early intervention therapies in speech and language development, and we took him to a developmental playgroup and developmental preschool. And finally, when he was in first grade, um, our physician recommended a high-resolution test that showed a genetic abnormality on his karyotype. We could have karyotype is is a picture of your chromosomes. Okay. It's really cool. Isn't that just the neatest thing yes. that can do that now? We could never have afforded the test, though, if our doctor ha hadn't recommended it and been able to code it for insurance. And there may be other kids that have the same problems that just aren't diagnosed. Right. And maybe they, their parents can't afford it either unless it's yeah. coded right by the physician, the recommending physician. Um, so why did, why did it take so long to the, get to that point? I think because of the expense. Um, specialists before didn't see his needs as warranting that much money. Right. Oh, that's such a difficult thing to decide. So how did it help you to find out the specific thing that was wrong? 
Well, sometimes school personnel are more receptive when you have something from a medical professional to show your child has a real problem. And I think that made a difference. The physician who ordered the test was also able to rule out other possible problems. Um, it's just good to know there's something you can say. Our daughter asked me, Why do, what do I say when people ask me what's wrong with him? And I told her, you just say, and we have a, we kind of chant this, there's a terminal deletion on the short arm of the seventh chromosome. <laughs> and the kid doesn't know what to say back, right? <laughs> right. Um, but they recognize, oh, there's something real. That's right. And I think it helps our other two kids also accept him when they know he's not being annoying on purpose. Um, there, there is something wrong. Right. So what is it like to deal with him every day at home? I think every day is at least a little bit frustrating, and I get really frustrated when I can't teach him the things he needs to know, both academically and behaviorally. It's especially hard when he has to do his homework, and we're both really tired, and the other kids have needs then. And I'm not a model parent. A few days ago, we were struggling, and I was staying with him and trying to convince him to do the problems the right way, and finally, I yelled at him, and he was crying, and, and then I walked away. Um, more often, I walk away first, and then I end up not yelling at him. Better than me. <laughs> um, he also has ADD, which could be related to the chromosome thing. Um, and I've read articles about how to teach kids with ADD, and I try to employ these ideas, but they never work exactly like they're presented in the article. Because your child's not a model child any more than you were a model parent. That's right. Um, I do think that you can apply to my son and and our daughters and every every child probably. Um, Nonviolent discipline is more effective than violent discipline, and that includes yelling. It does, and and we also have discovered that sometimes you yell just because you don't know what else to do or you lose, lose control, and yeah. it may even get immediately what you want to have happen or to have stopped. But in the long term, it doesn't make the behavior better. It doesn't really improve anything, and it alienates your child. All sorts of bad things happen from it, but we do it anyway because we sometimes don't know what else to do, and right. we lose control of ourselves because we're so frustrated. And you feel desperate. Yes. So that's something that you deal with a lot. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's more difficult to be slightly handicapped um, and harder to get the help that you need? If he was more severely handicapped, he would get more services from schools and other government agencies, but he would also have greater needs that we would have to deal with. Right, and you don't want that. No. How often do you come across benevolent kids who really care and try to help? It's rare. Um, usually in his classes in school, there's at least one child who encourages him and is kind to him and, and seems to just do this on his own. Um, other kids follow his example because the teacher points out that this child is, is being nice and he gets attention and for you it. you just want to get the, that kid's parents and hug them. Yes, and say thank you for <laughs> raising your child this way. But there's also always at least one who aggravates him and tries to get him upset. And some of the kids follow that person too. So is there anything you would like to change about the world so that dealing with this kind of handicap is less painful? Yes. Um, education is one of the most difficult things, and, and I do send him to public school right now. Um, one of our sisters decided that we shouldn't have numbered grades, but that the kids should be sunbeams and moonbeams and stars. And um, 
I think that would be great. Right now, he's repeating the third grade, and he's almost two years older than most of the kids, and he recognizes that. But he's small, so. He is small. When the school psychologist um, recommended holding him back this year, I was afraid he would be upset. But I used her words. She said that she wanted to keep him in a third grade grouping, and she didn't just say third grade, and so that's the, the way I told him. And he was disappointed, but he was also really patient about it. And he seems, again, to recognize that he's different. Um, so I guess what I would change about the world, at least one thing, is to have enough boxes so that every child can be in one and be happy. This has been One Great Morning with Sister Cast. We hope you have a better day. Sister Cast is not a registered trademark of the Weird Sisters Corporation. Therefore, you may steal it because you can afford a better lawyer than we can.